Logitech sponsor me. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Why Comics podcast, the comic book show where we talk about comics we love, and sometimes we talk to the people who create them. I'm your host, Hannah. With me is your other host, Jesse. Hello. And with us today is a writer at Gamepur and a frequent guest host on the Fix podcast. It's Chris Edgerton. Hello. Later in the episode, we'll be talking about Vengeance of the Moon Knight by Greg Hurwitz, Jerome Pena, Dan Brown, and Joe Caramania. I just realized that's like not the same Dan Brown that wrote the awful uh, um, Catholic mystery books. I can't remember. Uh, da Vinci Code. Yeah, I had to like make sure. I was <laughs> like, damn, he's coloring books now? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I, I like we, I wrote, we wrote topics down for like, because this is our topic episode that we do things. Um, I, I guess I started writing out a topic, so I guess I should open up with mine. Uh, my yeah, first one is like, do you do you guys care that solicits spoil things at times? Like, not they're not super spoily, but like, I was reading the DC ones. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a big spoiler for the main Batman story arc right now. I mean, I yep. guess, but like, if you're reading the solicits, you don't, you kind of know what's going on already. I guess it's true. And like, cover kind of spoils sometimes too, you know. So like, there's yeah, really spoiler yeah. covers for certain books. Um, and so like. I don't. Ugh, I'm not huge on like caring about spoilers in the first place. Uh, so maybe I'm not the best person to ask. Maybe maybe Chris has a different uh take on this. I mean, I like generally I I don't think I I, I care that much just because I don't I don't like oft often I will find a series that I like and I will just mm-hmm. continue reading that series and I won't I won't necessarily have to look for like what's coming next right but my sort of problem with it is is the way that like other people will get excited about solicits and show me things and it's like maybe necessarily like I didn't sign up to be like super like spoiled on this thing that like might come like the Ben, the the Ben Riley thing, like when that was solicited, I I had no idea that was happening. Yeah, and so like I would have I would have loved for for one of my friends to to like come to me and say, hey, you have to read this comic. I'm not gonna tell you why. Just read it, and then and then you'll know. Um, and I feel like that would have been a better way. But it's not like I'm like upset at the people who were excited about. Ben Riley Spider Man because of course you're gonna be excited about that. Yeah. So Are you yeah, coming on my podcast to come talk shit about me being excited, Ben Riley Spider Man? I'll fight you, <laughs> yeah. dude. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I I um, think I I do I think I do hopefully the right thing when it comes to solicit spoilers. We're like mostly talking to Hana is like, hey, do you hear about X book? And if Hana says no, I'm like, cool, here's the spoiler. <laughs> and ninety percent right. of the time, unless it's an X Men book, I say no. Um well, I guess that leads into the the spoiler spoiler alert for the recent Batman solicits for the May issue 
uh they they basically tell you who's taking over Batman Inc. Uh, after Lex's uh little run at it. Um and that is Ghostmaker from the uh Tinian Oh run. fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty cool get for like or not get, but <laughs> it's like I can't believe they got Ghostmaker. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I can't believe they fucking signed him again. That's crazy. Yeah, but I think that's contract. I think uh, as far as like ideology of Ghostmaker, though, I mean, I I hope this means we're going to get like a Batman Inc. book uh, in the next few months. But the ideology of Ghostmaker from the uh, last Batman run is pretty cool. And it's very much harsher than Bruce, but it's still in the same lane as Bruce versus something like Raish, which is in an opposite lane, but kind of like same sensibilities in some ways. Yeah. No, Ghostmaker is sick. I've never heard of Ghostmaker in my life, but his name uh, is Ghostmaker, so he me, probably rules. Let me drop some Ghostmaker art in the Discord. Cool. I think if people are listening to this, they probably know who Ghostmaker is, but... Yeah, he's a oh. newer character, so yeah, like last if you haven't been caught up with year. Batman... Oh, that dude's and, sick. That yeah. dude is my yeah, new he best talks friend. in all lowercase, too. Oh, he's very wow. anime. He He talks like I write. And then have to be edited to fix. I mean the the backup that they did of the Ghostmaker stuff for um um the Batman stuff was done by I can't remember the name uh who did um the poll with uh, Steve Orlando. Uh, who is that artist? Because that I mean that that art is just very like it's just good. It's just very good. I mean look, look I'm I'm post art. I want to get the artist name as I get, but that's like some of the art from the poll. Just a very, very good book. Nice. Uh, da, 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 who's the artist? Uh, don't forget. Ricardo Lopez Ortiz. Uh, that's the artist. Very, very good art. Everybody should read those Ghostmaker backups. Um, other thing is uh, Rom V and Christian Ward doing Aquaman Black Label book. How are we feeling about mm. this? Oh, yeah, the deep sea horror one. Um, yeah. As someone who has a deep... A uh, deep fear of the ocean. I will not be reading this. Um, it is incredible. Like that, the the little cover that they they leaked, and I guess it's in the solicits, but uh, the cover for it and just the way it looks, the art, just fucking beautiful. Um, I will not be touching it with a ten foot pole. I can't yeah, wait to hear that solicit so. makes it sound like it's very psychological horror and also like something to do with black holes. Yeah, I I didn't. I should read the solicits actually, instead of just looking at the covers. Yeah, horror horror is also just kind of a general like no go for me. Like, I just sort of don't touch it because I just don't like the feeling of being scared. So, probably a pass for me. But it sounds dope. Like, I think I think DC should like they should be doing like way more black label stuff than they have been. Uh, it seems like with these these last solicits, it's like doubled in size. Their black label stuff, which is nice. Yeah, um, I, I know black label got like more of a budget or something recently. Yeah, and I th- and I think those books just selling so well um, is really pushing more like to like just let creators do stuff like that, especially creators who don't want to do any continuity stuff or or um, ongoings like, but they still want those creators writing books for them. Black label is the best place to put them. I also think there should be more actual creator-owned things. 
Yes, on like uh, a nice house on the lake, on the lake and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, black. It sucks that Vertigo's gone, and now we have just Black Label. It's a cool. It's a cool name in like the sense if Vertigo didn't already exist. <laughs> yeah, if they didn't kill something else for this. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of other Black Label stuff, Danger Street also got announced, and I just want to talk about it briefly because uh, it's Tom King's. I got to talk about it. Um, the idea that you're going to take a comic book series that is the first issue comic book series, which for anybody doesn't know, basically it was a first issue every issue. Uh, even if they weren't planning on ever doing something with those characters at DC at the time, they just made it a first issue. That's where they introduced Warlord. Um, and they introduced like Metamorpho. They introduced a bunch of characters. Some of them already been introduced before, but like they kind of focused on them for that. Uh, and Tom King's like, how about if I just take all of those characters and put them into one book? And uh, I'm here for it. Oh my god, I'm going through the solicits right now for DC, and does it? It's does a lot. It, did, did did anyone really think that we needed the Flashpoint Beyond written by Jeff Johns? Oh, oh did you not know god. about that? That was announced like, like two months fucking ago. Fucking Christ! Sorry, I don't I don't <laughs> try to keep up with this shit if I'm not interested in it. And this it's, is uh, something I'm very much not interested in. Good don't worry, I'll, I'll read it for you. Uh, um, I know you will. It's a uh, bi-weekly and it has three writers on it because you got it if you're going to do it bi-weekly you got jeff johns on it you need two other writers to make sure it's bi-weekly yeah that's mostly the reason i can like well not can the the reason i'm somewhat justifying it to me is like okay well there's other people i like writing this with him so um trying to keep that up uh other than that, though, there's one more. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, too. Like, if you look down at this list, we're getting 12 more issues of Fables. Yeah. Why? <laughs> what, I've what been is... pretty vocal about my whole deal with Bill Willingham, Fables, and The Wolf Among Us. I can take a seat for this one. Oh, it, oh is that this? Yes. Oh, uh, so, okay. Well, actually, Chris, you know something about that now since you wrote that Tailtaw article. Yeah, well, I so I wrote... an. An article about how uh, Telltale like is back, but they're not back because they are ex-Telltale people, but they're not really like they are. But yeah, only, it's that like, other studio, right? Yeah, like the, they're like basically some rich dude bought the Telltale name and is now like side contracting a studio of ex-Telltale people to make the next Telltale game and call it a Telltale game, and it's kind of nasty, and, like, good for those people for, like, getting work, and, like, I don't want anything bad to happen to anybody, but also, like, this isn't, like, oh, Telltale's back, like, this is, this is, like, some rich dude trying to fool people with, like, a, a brand name that everybody really loved, and it's messy, and it's based on the Wolf Among Us, which is based on these Fable comics, which is yeah. part of why, to answer your question, why are we getting more? So that they can eventually turn it in, into a season three or whatever. Or Yeah, well, I, yeah. I, it's to continue the fucking Batman versus Bigby whatever shit, probably, or like to, to sell both of them. Or just to make more money because the Wolf Among Us is coming out. But like, ugh. Fable sells really well for them still. It's, it's really interesting though, because I don't think... Bill Willingham has done anything since Fables, or if he ha or if he has, it's never been as popular. Uh, so it's just 
got a book coming out with uh, everyone's least favorite person who I won't name on this podcast. True. Uh, uh, yeah, so... Yeah. <laughs> so there's that. So basically, Bill Hillingwell is a pretty terrible dude, and it's just kind of weird that... Like, I wonder if this is a DiDio, like... Uh, Old over, contra- like a contract. Yeah, a contract that they couldn't really cancel. Well, I just, in the age of everything going on right now, fucking platforming the dude who made his character go on a two-page long, explicitly pro-Israel and pro-Zionist rant, like, I feel like it's got to be a contract thing, right? Especially with everything else that's been going on with DC. It it feels like this and the John stuff tends to be kind of contract-based. We'll see. Um, So there's that. Uh, But in the Marvel side of things... The Marvel solicits are pretty cool too, but I didn't have like really cool things to say about it. I had more just like gripes. Um, yeah, I'm pretty disappointed with Marvel. <laughs> in the just in the May solicits alone, there are ten throwback books, and uh, the just to like the definition of a throwback book for me is like a book set in the past that has old writers and artists working on it to tell old continuity stories. Um, and there's ten of those in the Mace list. It's even though like some of them um have been like around for a while. Cause I think I think the Ben Riley one is wrapping up in, in the Mace list. It's in so well, it's, it's like the one. thirty year anniversary of a lot of these books, right? Or something. True, true. Yeah, that's that's one of the things. Like a lot of anniversaries are coming up, but it just feels like a lot. Also, At least I for was... Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah. I know that it's like the thirty year for that. Yeah, but that one's like new though, like like a new writer, new artists, new stuff like that. Is it? I thought it's Steve Orlando doing it. It's not Steve like Steve Orlando worked on twenty ninety nine before though. Or am I not, crazy? not in the sense of like not the, the original, original yeah. I guess. But like I'm talking about like you have Larry Hama doing Pat Wolverine Patch, and you have Peter David doing New Fantastic Four, and you have J D. DeMathis doing Ben Riley. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like old, really old guard. Like my dad's old guard doing uh doing books, which is cool that they're giving them work. Okay, but it's just does the Gambit Chris Claremont book count as that? Because it shouldn't. And I'm also very interested. What I, well, that's what I'm saying. There's there's cool books in it. It's just like that's a there's ten of them though. Yeah. Like I don't think X Men ninety two technically counts because it's Steve Fox writing it, and it's like supposed to be in Krakoa era, just with like the anim- the canon of the animated show, but. Still. God, I'm so excited for this Spider Punk mini too. Um oh, he's Christine, getting a mini? That's cool. Yeah, do you have any thoughts on just throwback books in general? Do you like those yourself or um I don't like it's one of those things of like that the, they're nice for the people who, who like them. Like isn't yeah. it uh Craven's last hunt or, or or like last wish or something? Isn't isn't that one of the ones that's getting or did recently? I they did a they did a I think they did a symbiote craven thing too by Peter David recently. Yeah, so I don't know. They're like they're like fun little little side things, and and um, did did didn't they also use one to like retcon uh sins past, which was nice to get that like out of continuity or something. So, like, oh, the they whole sins rising thing, like the one shot. Yeah. So 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 like. There's given give and take. I th- I th- I think it's nice to have books that are just books, and you can just pick them. You could pick these up in five years, and they yeah. would have 
they, they would have the same impact as if you picked them up, up today, which I think is, like, nice, because they're just, I, like, I, I really ab- appreciate, like, ongoing narrative in comics, but I also really appreciate just, like, episodic, like, oh, I'm just gonna read Spider-Man number 72 today, and because that's a standalone story, so, yeah. I think my maybe it's just a grudge gripe that they're giving so many of these to Peter David. Yeah, I mean, God, that's I a... love that Miles' evil clone is named Selim. That's so fucking funny. Oh God, <laughs> just Miles backwards. That's fucking amazing. Sorry, um, <laughs> I got no, distracted. It's, it it's good and funny and also bad, but good. It's like, good bad. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also kind of bummed that it seems like, like maybe I missed in old solicits, but it seems like in this one, they confirm that the new Iron Fist series is only five issues. And that's a big bummer for me. Uh, yeah, I went, I went and, um, and kind of part of the course, right? On, kind I, of. I, 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 I checked Marvel's website before this recording and they specifically have one of five. So yes. Yeah. Um, it, it, and like it's cool that Shang Chi's having uh, his continuous because I think issue twelve was solicited in the May ones, but well, like, it took like two or three minis for him to get here. And yeah, then and this is like, like every the, month I'm like, oh fuck, is this the month they're gonna get rid of it? This is like the third uh, Iron Fist mini in like the last two years, and this is the first one with someone other than Danny Rand being Iron Fist. Well, so yeah, cool like this was ongoing. It, just, it also stings extra hard because like. The whole Akira Yoshida shit from back in the day. Now he's the yeah, he's the editor. But then like, with especially with the Greg Smallwood stuff that happened recently, where they just went and edited his art to make it look more fucking Oriental or whatever they were saying they were doing. Um, and like the there was two Shang Chi minis that were only five issues. Um, I think three actually at at this point. Um. Like, Silk only gets five issues. It's like, why is the dude who faked being Asian to get a job now yeah. not letting Asian characters, like, thrive? Like, that's fucking weird to me. Yeah, I agree. It, it's it's pretty... It's just pretty bummer. And I, that's another thing. Like that, yeah, like, it's overall have ten just of these... a fucking bummer. Yeah. No. It, it also sucks because, like... Iron Fist is like a, a a name that people will recognize. So you you could make it an ongoing if you wanted to. You just didn't, and then yeah, I I don't know. I if the 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 conversation was had where like hey hey we want you to write a a mini, th- then like that's fine. But but it but if the if the conversation was like hey we love this pitch. And then, like a month later, they came back and were like, "Hey, so we're we only have the ability to make this into five issues. Like that's yeah, crap, you know." And I don't, I don't well, know what they those have com- the money to make whatever the fuck they want into an ongoing. It's Disney. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so. They so I yeah, it's it's just editorial. I don't think. Also, I don't think Marvel does p- pitch and shit anymore. I think they just hand shit to people. I don't really know how that works. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I, it, I, I don't know, but it's like. I, mean, I get what you're could, saying. It yeah. could totally be the 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 writer and the artist being like, "Hey, we can only really do five issues right now, we'll, and like maybe we'll do another mini later." That that's totally fair if that's the case, but it just feels like in this, it's just like a pattern when it's every Asian hero and it's yeah. always five issues. It starts to 
it's already been tasting a little bad, but it starts to taste like shit after a while. And again, like you have all of these minis for character, like for stories that happened in the past, and yet you can't have any of your main titles with main characters last more than five issues. Yeah. It's kind of how I feel about the whole, all the milestone comics being in like their own earth or whatever. But I also kind of get why that has to happen as far as DC goes. But, but I enjoy that the milestone stuff, they're calling them seasons. So, you know, like they're going to get like six, five to six issues and then they're going to take a break and then they'll come back to it because there's only like four writers writing all those books. Yeah, that too. Which I would be okay with that too. Like, start using seasons more often. Seasons is a yeah, totally fine call thing. Call them to seasons use. or something like that. Call them just so we know them. that we get more. Yeah, or like, um, at least with like the Shang Chi ones, it was like Legend of Shang Chi, the Trials of Shang Chi, and it seemed like they were like tying together a little bit after a while. Yeah, but it's just weird. Just make yep. it an ongoing. Make it an ongoing with like, make it bi-monthly or not i guess not bi-monthly but like every other month you know i just realized that we're getting back the uh, fat cobra and bride of the nine spiders in the iron fist book and we were just talking about how we want to see more of those characters yeah we were <laughs> i hope they are good <laughs> also rob i feel i mean i know this Deadpool Ugh. book was already published as a graphic novel, and they're just republishing it as issues for some reason. Um, it's just weird. Uh, last thing before we talk about um, Vengeance of the Moon Knight, uh, the comicsology update is not good. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. The the whole Amazon comics and just it's all bad. It's all bad. Piracy is <laughs> going to go up in like two months. Every comic book publisher is going to be like, wow, our digital sales are way down, and we're noticing that piracy is way up. And it's going to be Amazon's fault, hands down. Yeah. and like they couldn't the, just let a fucking sleeping dog lie and rake in the cash after they bought Comixology. And they can't even, like, you can't buy books on the DCF. You can buy books through the Marvel. Like, you can't buy them through the Marvel app, but you can buy them and read them on the Marvel app, I think. Um, it's think, not the Marvel Unlimited app. It's a separate app. That it's a separate one. Oh, yeah, that's fun. I don't know if DC even has a separate one. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, it's it's pretty frustrating, and it's frustrating for the Comicsology team because it seems like they're getting a bunch of flack when like they have nothing to do with this. Well, yeah, and then it's just like impossible to use the new Amazon app on desktop. Like, you can't read comics on desktop anymore. Period. Which like yeah, oh, yeah that's not a thing oh, that people so, talk about, this. but so, right, so, not so, mostly, well, so, but still. So so I did I I didn't realize that you just straight up could not like that that you can uh, right it, okay it, you can uh, you might as well just be looking at like a PNG scan. R- actually, r- you'd probably have a higher quality time just looking at a scan on your screen actually. Right. Yeah. That's that's pretty much a, 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 exactly what what I was saying to to. to to Jesse before you hopped in was like the 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 way that those uh that th- that those work just just look awful like you see like like screenshots of 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 the way that they're laid out and it, and it just looks so bad and it's yeah. just it sucks so much because I am such a, a a digital comics guy like I don't have the space to put trades anywhere and now I'm going to be a mostly trade guy because I don't 
if I don't have the space for trades, I definitely don't have the space for single issues. Yeah. So yeah, like this sucks, and I I hate it. It's real bad. I mean, it's a good time for me to evangelize reading books on whatever your tablet of choice is, because uh, it's a fine experience. Uh, you shouldn't be forced to fucking do this, though. Yeah, you shouldn't well, be exactly. forced to buy a, like a three hundred dollar iPad just to fucking read your comic books when you wanted to read them on your computer. It's ridiculous, and the idea that Amazon is just like, oh, well, our analytics say that only ten percent of people fucking read them on the desktop, so we're just gonna tell those ten percent of people that they have to go jump through all these hoops, and it's gonna be a shitty experience. Yeah, but you I'm, can download our our app on your phone. Like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, like, e even just from an, an accessibility standpoint, like, I'm surprised they got away with this, to be honest. Like, I I wish people cared more about, about like, accessibility of the of digital media in, in, in general, because it's, like, it's a problem. Yeah. And it, it, it's frustrating, too, because the people behind us like, oh, well, I mean, you can go buy actual comics. As you said, Chris, you don't have space for that kind of stuff. And, like, a lot of people don't. And if you look or at numbers... what if you live in one of the places where there's not a fucking comic book store? Because it's not yeah, like you and... just go to the grocery store and buy your comics anymore, either. And even having them shipped is expensive. And, like, if yeah, you look at... Yeah, even if you get them from, like, the half-price places on, like, you're paying extra in shipping. Yeah, and if you look at like numbers, it's mostly people who weren't buying comics before buying digital because it's easier to access. It's so much easier. I buy my books and then I don't read them and I wait for them to get on the Marvel app and then I read them because it's just easier. Yeah, and like the the other thing too is like you can like this is the best thing other than like just straight up piracy is like Hoopla is really good. And like trying to see if your local libraries have like a digital online, like yes, rental place. That's a very stuff. good Hoopla, Over overdrive. They all have yeah. so many comics. And, so and I honestly, like, how I read out. a lot of them. Yeah. It's yeah. super nice. But again, you and you can read them it. on desktop, but you shouldn't need it. Comics. You shouldn't have to do this. You should be able to fucking pay someone to read a comic book. Yeah. And, and like it, it sucks for the creators too because like yeah they 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 don't get a ton from digital but a lot of creators still get money from digital when they haven't put out a book in years because people will always go back digital books don't go out of print like 90 percent of the time they don't go out of print because there's no such thing unless for some reason they have to get the delisted it's just kind of frustrating yeah it's really sad um real quick before because i forgot to put this on here but before we move on to moon knight um the uh the reprint of the justice league avengers uh book is really cool it's cool for um it's wonderful uh, did you see yeah. that picture of george perez getting to see it yeah and he, him oh. getting very emotional it's very nice and it's just kind of silly that dc and marvel don't print more books i understand supply chain issues but also those guys are very wealthy and they could find a way because they print their books anyways <laughs> And like seven thousand is a big run, but like that's gonna get bought up by scalpers. I mean, assholes. the last yeah, the last printer one was seven thousand, and it sold pretty fast. And this is a cheap one compared to that one. Yeah, so. exactly. It's did, just... did they not understand how many people actually buy? Like, like I, I, I get that, like you have to be scarce in some kind of way, sure, but seven thousand. 
it, like, it seems it seems a lot like just to get this to happen in general is pulling teeth. Um, maybe mostly on the Marvel side of things. Uh, so maybe we're just lucky to get seven thousand because of that. But yeah, it's a little frustrating on that end. It's cool for George Prize. It's really awesome. It's cool. It's going to charities that he supports. Uh, it's cool. Hero Initiatives uh, doing this because Hero Initiative is something you should support because it's very very important. Um, but it just kind of sucks that the print runs so low. And it's funny, like those those single issues are not expensive to find. I have them, because um, like they're just they're not super expensive. But those 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 uh, collections have bonus material that's never reprinted, and that's the thing that people really want. Yeah, I I've never read it, so or I'm to excited. sell it for money because they're pieces of shit. I'm ex- I'm excited to maybe possibly read it somehow. Well, well, if you when you do read it. Chris, uh, you can go back and listen to the episode with our other friend Chris that was on, and we talked about it together. <laughs> oh, nice! I didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize they were. Oh, that's that's really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, who wants to start talking about Vengeance of the Moon Knight? Um, I mean, I'll go unless Chris yeah, wants ahead, to go. No, no, I was just gonna say that. Um, thank you both because I basically shouted at you both and said, "Hey." Uh, I want to be on this podcast. Give me a book to read so I can be on this podcast. And then Jesse was like, hey, read Moon Knight. I mean, it's I... Moon Knight time, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Moon Knight time. It's March. Batman's coming up, but Moon Knight time first. Also, like, the Moon Knight show is coming out this year, I think, at some it's point. It's coming out next month, end of next month. We get Batman right. and Moon Knight, same month. Oh, yeah. It's the month of uh, Jesse's favorite psychopath heroes. And I will not be seeing Batman until it hits streaming because uh, I live in a place where I die <laughs> if I leave my house. Same. So... Same. Thankfully, streaming for Batman should be mid-April. So yeah, which is right around my birthday, so I'll have a lovely time. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll hold my tongue until then. Um, unless I'll we probably have a... end up seeing it before then. Yeah, we'll figure out a way. I'll I'll record it from my phone out of like the umpteenth times I see it. Just no, it we won't, Warner Brothers. <laughs> this is all a hyperbole, maybe thought processes. This jokes. is a, for legal purposes. This is satire. <laughs> this whole show's been satire for seventy three episodes. Parody, um, parody, 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 parody. So in Minecraft, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna pirate the movie in <laughs> Minecraft. I'm gonna create my own Batman movie in Minecraft. I think there's Batman skin packs, like official ones you can do. Anyways, we're getting off top. <laughs> Moon Knight. Vengeance of Moon Knight. I mean, it was fun. It was just like a good little almost like Freak of the Week style after a while like Moon Knight book where like especially after the Bushman arc. Yeah, did you read all 10 like, issues? Because it's only yeah. a 10 issue run. Yeah, I read all 10. But like the last like four or five issues mm-hmm. kind of just like yeah, this is Moon Knight. Just yeah. eh, his Deadpool's here now. No, oh, Spider Man's here. You know, whatever. <laughs> he was here in the first couple issues. Now he's back, and it's kind of nice. Like there was a nice little arc that like got wrapped up with a pretty little bow, I guess. Yeah. Or, like halfway through the run, and then the rest of it was just like, oh well, let's set up for heroic age, and let's just kind of ha- have a couple of filler issues, and it was kind of nice. But I wish I had more of like a plot. I wish it was like a ten issue, like actual plot. Yeah, it feels like 
was it? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're good. It just feels like those first uh, five or six issues with the Bushman arc, like they were going for something. They were going for Mark to like deal with his trauma of murdering a bunch of people. And then like, yeah, but uh, you don't have time because you're about to hear heroic age, which I don't even know what that event was. Um, and then like, oh, the sales weren't good so, or something. So the book has the end. Cause, like they didn't resolve anything at the end of the Bushman stuff other than he took care of Bushman again. Yeah, I guess it didn't resolve besides, yeah, it's gone. <laughs> he's dead again? Not dead? He, no, he's, he's dead. in the psych ward now. Oh, yeah, he's not dead. That's right. Yeah, he's undead. Because he's, yeah, freaking out about Moon Knight coming after him. The one one thing I will say about um, Bushman um, is, so I I never have read a Moon Knight comic before, so pretty much all of this was (laughs) was new to me. Like, I literally only understand Moon Knight through Moon Knight memes, and those aren't real panels of comics. Yeah, but they're um, very good. Yeah, I'm sorry uh, yes. for my part in that. If I've had any, because I love those fucking meme panels, dude. No, it's it, it it's good. Trust me, that they're all great. All of the ones I've seen you post are amazing. It's fine. Um, no, um, but Bushman is what I wish Marvel Zombies actually was, where they're not zombies; they're just undead, and like they're undead people who are still villains, like. The, yeah, that 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 to me is is so much more appealing than actual Marvel zombies. The the Marvel well, to zombies be fair, are... Marvel zombies is like its own thing, and it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that first Kirkman story was okay because it was interesting, and but then it got real goofy and real silly. And yeah, real it was like in- interesting, I guess. But then, yeah, after the first one, it just really really went downhill. Uh, I, I didn't finish the Philip Kennedy Johnson Marvel Zombies that happened like two years ago, but that seemed like an actually very serious take on it. And I was like, oh, this one might depress me if I read it all. Um, Yeah, it's interesting, though, because I didn't realize that this was the point that they introduced the Jake personality. The, 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 oh, I thought that was. I don't think that. I didn't think that was when they introduced it, was it? Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry. Like this is like this is at, right right after they introduced it. Cause like from the let me look it up real fast. From the intro page, it's like, and he left New York with his new personality or, or new a new persona, and it's like, oh, that it's that one. Let I me mean, I guess. I'm looking at it. Yeah, look, like. Like uh, you were saying, Hana, like the the plot in this one just kind of isn't there. Like it, the, I so I only read read the first uh, five issues, and um, the part with an actual plot. Yeah, you yeah, didn't miss the, much. Yeah, the, the, they were nice, but I but but um, I I, I don't I, I don't get the sense that like the story that they were telling was very was was a lot deeper than than what we had. Yeah. In the, in those first five. Um, which okay, so in... right after he fled to Mexico using Jake Lockley. I didn't think that was the first time, though. I guess is it, it was. Oh, is it not? Maybe maybe it's not. It just it, The way that synopsis made it read, it was the first time to me, so... No, I mean, that's the first time I can see it, like, on this little wiki page, at least. So it must have been the first time, at least in continuity. Yeah. Um. Th- I think this is a fine place oh, to start wait. with one, right? Oh yeah. Jake Lockley was originally a cab driver persona that he used to gather information at the street level. So I was oh, right. Yeah. It was like you a minor right. thing. 
But um, this is when Jake Lockley like became like the primary persona. I think the best out of this first arc of, uh, of I guess if you can call it arcs, there's only like two arcs um, of this book is the first two issues, I think, are like the, the most solid issues of it all. Uh, the reintroduction of Moon Knight into like the New York structure and Norman Osborn being like, I thought I ran you out of town, Buster. Um, yeah, when he shows up in his little pod and just paint yeah. off the buildings and starts shooting out his little tripwires. That's fucking badass, dude. That was really And then well the done. whole like the whole uh conversation between him and Sentry I thought was really compelling and then like just nothing really comes of that. Yeah, and then also Sentry. Sentry's I cool. Haven't seen you mm-hmm. in a I I mean, yeah, this is it's kinda all over the place where I'm reading it, but like I feel like I haven't seen Sentry in a while. It was kinda nice to I see. I think him. this is like right after the reintroduction of Sentry into the main continuity too. Yeah, which like I guess like actual timeline our timeline wise like that that checks out as far as like when they reintroduced him into the like the meta of the superheroes as it were was the the twitch meta of superheroes <laughs> god um uh, was this before or after dark rain um this is during during right dark rain. yeah like oh, okay, right, right during towards the end okay because it just didn't have dark rain on it so i just didn't or the the way that I was, looking I think only at it, the books that begin the like eras have the era titles on them. It's not like DC right, but, where it's like Year of the Villain is literally a year and you can see it on the fucking covers. Right, but that but that but that does explain the Norman stuff. So. But yeah, this is yeah. Dark Reign. This is um, I guess you because you didn't read past the first couple issues, but um, there is like a explicit like you see a billboard of like his Dark Adventures with like him as Iron Patriot and all that stuff. That was also like in that one scene is pretty nice where it's where he's Spider Man's like what like what do you think you're doing? He just turns to Spider Man he's like what do you think you're doing? And yeah, then it shows you doing, bud. Yeah, and then it shows Norman Osborn's <laughs> Avengers and Spider Man looking real sad. Which is such it's such an interesting period in Marvel history, right? Where it's yeah. like yeah, and it's kind of where we're headed with like the MCU. I feel like at least part of it seems like we're headed towards like a Dark Avengers slash Thunderbolts type thing. With all the uh, Yelena stuff and the Valentina mm-hmm. stuff, don't call her out. I I think the the big like just frustration is it, we have six issues and the plot moves and stuff happens, but also nothing happens. Nothing really like they. Also, they I know it's out. like a time thing, but like I kind of hate when artists when a book jumps around on artists that much because it's just jarring for me, especially like yeah, reading it for sure all at once but it felt like the bushman stuff like he brought up an army of zombies and then like they were gone an issue later well yeah we've got like three panels of moon knight kicking some questionably problematic ass these people were lobotomized with ice picks and now he's beating their asses yeah Um, also some of the writing here felt a little lazy to me but it might have just been a product of its time um the casual use of some slurs and then like the editing out of some other ones and like yeah stuff I mean, like bushman has a character south with a bunch of uh, drug dealers and rapists and it's like oh cool that's something we heard from someone else a couple of years well, ago that we didn't like <laughs> well, let me let me find the uh the 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 uh image that i shared in a, another um 
I just think about like the 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 character of Bushman himself feels like a character that's like needs to be retired. Yeah, Bushman feels a little insensitive, just in general. Yeah, but I think after the Lemire stuff, Bushman's basically hasn't shown back up since then. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I mean, Was it must Bushman if he if he has, the, it's been the, probably something really small. Dennis run. Uh, to be yeah, fair, yeah. uh, Frenchie is ambulatory crippled, like how I no. am, I guess. But like, it is fucking weird, like the way that he just like is in a wheelchair and then all of a sudden he's not. Especially at the end, he's just not in a wheelchair anymore. Right, which is like also cool because like it, I I I enjoy that it paints disability in like a it's it's. Like for some people, it's a it's a day to day thing, right? It's not you don't always know like what you're gonna need, but also it's weird that they put him in a in a situation where he's allowed to beat up people, but because he's being called names and it's just weird. Like yeah, yeah. Like they went out of their way to be like, oh, let's call him a couple slurs, um, yeah, and point out like the intersections of those slurs, just so that he can kick some ass so that we can show that he's still a badass even though he's in a wheelchair yeah yeah when we could have done that literally any other way when there could have been a much more natural way to do that yeah i see what you're saying for sure yeah yeah overall i think it's a pretty okay moon knight story i don't know if there's better ones around that era because i have not read everything around that era but we have come a long way with how we also, not with... a ton of Moon Knight stuff. There's been yeah. a good amount of time where it's just the '90s were the era of Moon yeah. Knight, and now we're back into that era of Moon Knight. But the the, the early 2000s it, to early the 2010s. new Moon Knight book, though, holy shit! Yeah, I don't want to so don't... good. I'm not spoiling I anything. I don't want to talk. It just came out. Whatever. Holy shit! Y'all should read the new Moon Knight book. Anyone who hears <laughs> this, y'all should read the new Moon Knight book. Holy shit! <laughs> I didn't want to punt that one out there just yet because it's not up uh, for on Marvel Unlimited all the first arcs, so I didn't want to punt that one there. I was True. really tempted. I also haven't read past the first issue, but holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I was also tempted to do the Lemire stuff, but like that seems very lore heavy, so I didn't want to punt that one out either. The Lemire stuff is actually um, it's like the whenever people ask what Moon Knight is, that's kind of like the thing I go to to like intru- because it is lore heavy, but it explains itself. And so it's, yeah, it's, it's kind true. of self-contained. Um, also, some of the panel layouts in that book are, like, handed down from God. <laughs> They're so fucking good. Just the art in general. Greg Smallwood is a next-level talent. And now he's doing easily the best Human book Target. at DC. Yeah, yep. easily the most artistic book at DC, hands down. Um. So yeah, any more thoughts about the Vengeance of Moon Knight, though? No, I, 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 it, it was easy to read because it, it had a, it had a good mix of like talking and action, which isn't something that I've gotten from a lot of Marvel books. It's usually yeah. like there's usually like one action issue and then one issue where like it is like eight dialogue boxes a panel and then. Like you go, you you ping pong between those two extremes. This uh, had like a nice balance where I could actually like read it fairly quickly, and it held my attention. 
and so that's good. I just don't, I don't immediately come come away with like, oh, Moon Knight's like my favorite character now. Like, yeah. I don't really have any strong feelings. But I, I, I'm I'm glad that I read it because now I have more places to go with it than before. Yeah, um, and like I, I think also like the the Ellis's Ellis book and the Bun book, and I don't remember who the third writer was on that series, are good, and they're good places to start. I, I just didn't want to read a Warren Ellis book for this podcast because Warren Ellis sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, Warren Ellis is a whole can of worms. Oh, yeah, maybe one day we'll tackle it because I, I do think there are good Ellis books out there. It's just, yeah, the there are definitely good books out there, but with everything that's happened, like, is exactly. it worth it? You it's know? the same thing as like, uh, like I don't ever see ourselves really pitching a John's book just because there's too much to deal with other than the book itself. The only um, thing that Jeff Johns works on that I will ever suggest is, and I think this is four episodes in a row, the Titans TV show on HBO Max. <laughs> I think again, like he's barely, I think barely works on that show. He's just the producer, I think. Yeah, he's just Fr- like the, Brian Hill writes all credited episodes. as like the head writer, but. Oh. How how much writing is that man writing? It's credits up. It's definitely inspired by his dumb bullshit sometimes. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I do think his tight, Teen Titans run is like other than the Wolfman and Prez one. I think it's a Stan Lee writing kind of thing where it's like he's just yeah, probably. like I want this to happen, and then the rest of the writing team gets it done. He just he kicks down the door. Dick Grayson's a cop, and then he leaves. <laughs> that feels about right, actually. Um, so in. Two weeks from this episode coming out, um, we're going to be talking about Batman Ego by Darwin Cook. That's on the DC app, probably on Comixology or Amazon, whatever it's called now. Um, and uh, you can pick up that deluxe edition for like 30, 35 bucks, I think, on on retail. Let me look. If you can Batman. find it in stock after Matt Reeves shouted it out. Yeah. I, I went to go buy the prequel novel today and Oof, that was sold out early. Um, yeah, paperback is sixteen bucks. It's currently in stock on Amazon. Um, they had the hardback recently. I don't know what happened to that. Again, probably the Matt Reeves shout out. Yeah, I remember. Um, oh when no, Matt Reeves no. made that list of books that he was like, "These are what I read when I was thinking about the script." Uh, there was just like a run on specifically my store, at least when I was working at the shop, and everyone yeah. was just like, "I want ego." I- I want long Halloween. I want like year two. I want all this shit. And I was like, oh, you all want whatever. <laughs> I just, uh, I just read Darwin Cook's uh, Slain as Big Score because I bought the the uh, Catwoman trade, and that's a good book too. Such a good book. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, did you see our boy Arpat uh, said that Batman Damned was one of the inspirations <laughs> for his Batman? Yeah, I'm gonna see Robert Pattinson's Bat Dick. It's gonna happen. It's it's just what a I, I, I got I like, I like his reasoning. I don't know how odds work, so I'm calling it twenty to one. I'm gonna see a bat dick in this movie. I, I, do, into- I, I do get why he referenced it. It's just kind of funny. No, I get why he did it because it's like it's the dark and broodier, and like it's what if he did it? It's what if he what if he crossed the line? But like it's, it's also like uh like he's like he said like damned is like. Batman doesn't even know if anything's real anymore, and like that's the Bruce yeah. he's going for. No, I get like the psyche part of it. It's just also the only thing I can think of book. when I think of Batman Dick. 
see, the only thing I can think of when I think of Batman damned is Batman dick. I think of rapping. I'm going to say thank you. Yeah, Jesse at, uh, sleep over the bed. Um, and I do another podcast with our friend Matthew called Free Reeling It, where we talk about movies. Uh, you can find me here as always, or on Twitter at underscore Hana23, or you can find my writing at gameper.com, just like you can find Chris's. Uh, I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon producers, Anthony Greco and Patrick Molman. If you would like to join them and support us on Patreon, you can find us there at patreon.com slash ycomics. We do have three tiers you can choose from. Go ahead and take your pick. You can also email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at ycomicspodcast.com. If you have any complaints, uh, they're going to go in the junk folder. Sorry. <laughs> if you want to be a guest on our show, you can also email us there. If you like the show, tell a friend, leave a review, rate us five stars on Spotify or whatever other podcast platform. Maybe they'll give us $100 million instead of Joe Rogan. The logo is done by Zach Russell. You can find their work everywhere at Cavity Crew. And the theme is Joy in the Restaurant by David Ciceste. Hope you all have a good night. And we'll see you next time. episode guys it was a good time yeah i had fun rendering i should probably hit stop on my recording craig get out of here <laughs> logitech sponsor me